Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Catch the Podcast, and on this episode, I'm joined by one of my former teammates and my original throwing partner, Ryan Donovan. Ryan is now the account manager for service solutions at Philips Healthcare, and on this episode, we sit down to talk about how to transition your skills from one area of your life to another, how to find your competitive edge, and the importance of putting in the work now for what you want to do later. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. Well, this is an extremely special episode for me because I'm sitting down with my original throwing partner from college ball. And, and, and if you play baseball, if you know anything about that bond, it's, it's an unbreakable bond. And I just can't thank you enough, Ryan Donovan, for being here. So, Ryan Donovan, welcome to the show. Let me say, Ben, it's an honor. And it was an honor being your throwing partner. You know, I think I was a senior. You were a freshman. There was no one that got me hyped up for a game more than Ben Fagan. So we, we got locked in before every single game. And, uh, you know, we will always have that special bond as throwing partners. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better myself. But we're not here to talk about baseball. We're here to talk about other aspects of life. So can you kind of catch us up, give us a little context? What do you do currently on a day-to-day? And then we'll jump back into how you kind of got to that point. Yeah, so currently I work for a company called Philips Healthcare. Uh, It's one of the largest um, healthcare companies in the world. Uh, Specifically, Philips focuses on um, imaging devices, uh, as well as we've gotten into the space of um, uh, virtual healthcare. So doing uh, uh, telehealth, um, as well as uh, data analytics um, and software. Uh, So, you know, typically when you look at this space, uh, that I'm in. Uh, the companies are Philips, General Electric, GE, uh, and Siemens. So kind of the big three, as people like to say. Uh, so that's what I'm currently doing today. Very cool. So growing up, was this something, I know you always had that business knack to you, that, that uh, you know, gravitating always towards business. Was this an area of business that you thought you would get in or wanted to get in, you know, either coming out of school or growing up? Not at all. Not at all. And you know, I had no idea I was going to do this. I had no idea that I was going to get on this path and getting into medical, uh, you know, sales and, and getting into medical devices. I had no experience uh, in this whatsoever. Um, so it's kind of interesting the, the path that you go down. Um, but, you know, one thing that I always had was I had a knack for relationship building. I liked connecting with people. I liked meeting people. Um, and I liked presenting and, and, and I'm an outgoing person. So although I might not have aspired to, you know, do something in the medical device field, I feel like in certain jobs, you could take an aspect of life or something that you're passionate about and put that in. And that's really what gets your, your juices flowing. And can you kind of give an example of how you've done that? Because I think that's a great point and, and a really important point too, is this concept of you, you taking, taking skills from other areas of your life, whether it's from sports, whether it's from school, whether it's from, you know, hobbies that you have and applying it to things that you can do for a living. So going off with the relationship building aspect of it, how can you, or how do you use that in the things that you do now to be effective at what you do? Right. So, I mean, coming out of college, uh, obviously played baseball and I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life at all. So, you know, something that my dad brought up to me was, what about getting into sales? And he was in sales. um, And when you break down what sales is, a big component is, you know, networking and relationship building. Being an athlete, 
Um, you know, when you're on a team, as, as you know, you're dealing with people from all different personalities. Your coach has a different personality. Um, and, you know, getting along and being a good teammate is very similar to doing something in sales. You know, you're going to meet all different types of people. And the fact that you have a skill in being um, a, a relationship builder is something that translates really well into sales because you're out meeting with customers and working with people all day long. So, you know, that was something that I felt like I could relate to. Um, and when I got into sales, that was something that really helped me early on was having the ability to, you know, relate to different types of people, not being afraid to get out there, as well as from sports, the competitive aspect. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to sell something, you're trying to hit numbers, you're trying to hit goals. And that really translated well. So I feel like there was a lot of crossover and that's what kind of got me into, um, you know, kind of focusing on sales and doing really well um, and, you know, kind of taking me down the path I'm, I'm on today. But I, I think that's a key point, Ben, that you brought up is that, you know, you might not be, you know, my first job, I worked for ADP, which is a payroll company. I wasn't growing up eight or nine years old thinking, man, I want to work for a payroll company, right? But if you could find something that translates to an opportunity, you know, whether it's uh, you're really passionate about numbers, you're really passionate about, uh, you know, relationship building, you're really passionate about whatever it is, and taking an aspect of that and putting it into a real life job, that's something that you can get behind and become a successful person. But I want to touch on that, that you just mentioned there is, is you started at ADP, like you said, nine, 10 years old, that wasn't the dream. How do you, <laughs> when you get to that point, how, how do you take advantage of that stepping stone job or that maybe it's the first job out of college or the job where you know it's not your forever job? How do you go and not just show up and just go through the motions and put yourself in a position to succeed based off of that opportunity? Well, that's, that's a great point that, that you bring up. And even with me, right, my, when coming out of college, my aspiration was to play uh, pro baseball. And there were some teams that I was in touch with, and I thought maybe there was a shot to get drafted. If not drafted, maybe try and get signed by someone. Um, and that was really like the goal for, for, for me. At the same time, it was my first week working for um, ADP. And I really wasn't engaged at all. Um, I wasn't really caring. I was on my phone. I was thinking about baseball. And my boss always joked me and said, you almost got fired on, on, on your first week. And after the, the draft happened and after that week, and, you know, I didn't end up getting signed or, or drafted, had some chances to play independent baseball. And I decided to say no and just kind of jump into a real life job. I felt like I kind of had a decision, right? And being an athlete, it takes passion every day to go out there and, and hit off the tee, get in the cage, be there for practice. If you're not dedicated and working towards that goal, um, you know, you're not going to be a good player. So I thought to myself, you know, this is kind of the, the crossroads. What am I going to do here? And I was able to, to take those kind of skills that, it, that I had. Uh, and translate it over to this job and find something that you're passionate about, whether it's, you know, meeting people, building a network, uh, the competitive drive of hitting your, your numbers. And I was able to uh, kind of do that. And when I was at ADP, I actually finished as the, the rookie of the year, my first year. And like I said, my boss would joke around with me and said, dude, you almost got fired on your, on your first week. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it comes down to being able to 
you know, take an, an aspect of something that you're passionate about. It might not be there, be, be perfectly, but if you have an opportunity with an early job to make money, be successful, um, you know, build up your resume, take that aspect of what that is and apply that every single day. And that's where I think you could do really well. Now, what, was that a difficult transition for you translating? Because I, I agree 100% is you learn and you, you have that competitive nature, those competitive juices in you from playing ball, from being an athlete. Was that a difficult transition to apply that same competitiveness to something that wasn't ball just because you grow up every single day playing, 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 having this goal of playing professionally, ultimately reaching the big leagues? And then it's time to take that same energy, which is beneficial, and put it into another realm. Was that transition difficult for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I mean, first off, you know, I had no idea about, um, you know, what the, the uh, payroll background of that first job, right? But like you said, it's really different because baseball, you're something you're super passionate about. Uh, you know, you're, you're um, doing it every single day. It's your dream. Now you have to become competitive and passionate about something that, you know, really wasn't your, your dream. But I think there's that realization moment, right? Whereas, you know, I'm an adult now. I want to try to make money. I will have other aspirations and goals that I want to do. Um, and how do I get there? And that's kind of the conversation you have to have with yourself. But um, it's a really good point of, you know, that competitive drive. If you really have a competitive drive and, you know, you're trying to beat that other team, well, now you're trying to beat your number or you're trying to hit this goal and it kind of translates over. So that's where I think that, you know, it was definitely a transition. But once you dedicate yourself, I feel like it's something that's um, easy to do. So, so what are you driven by now? I would say I'm driven by um, uh, achieving goals, right? Like you set a goal out for yourself to be an all-conference player. You set a goal out for yourself to be, um, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, uh, set, uh, you know, lead the, the nation in, in sales or go over your number by 100%. And that's kind of what drives me, um, as well as I like helping people. So something that is interesting about the, the medical field is when you're, you know, selling and when you're working with customers, at the end of the day, you're providing them with something that's going to help someone, whether it's a sick person who needs an, an MRI scan, or, you know, you're, you're selling some sort of device that uh, provide surgery on people and is going to help, you know, fix a, uh, something that's, that's wrong with them. So, you know, there, there's an aspect of, of changing lives as well, which drives you to, to be, um, you know, to, to show up every day and give it all you got, basically. I love that. Ryan Donvin, the king of drive. So, <laughs> when it, when it comes to sales, I think this is, there's a couple points that I want to touch on with sales specifically is there, there's so much that is out of your control. And when you do have those goals where it's, you know, I want to be a top, uh, top in the nation or increase my sales by 100%, whatever it is, there are some aspects that I would imagine are out of your control. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is, is how do you go about handling and deciphering the things that are in your control, out of your control, and still being driven to meet those goals, meet those numbers? Yeah, I mean, sales is really hard. I mean, you know, it's, it's a very difficult job. Um, you know, when I was at my first job, ADP, for example, you know, I would show up to a, um, like a, you know, like a, uh, a business park and I would be going door to door, knocking on people's doors and saying, 
hey, you know, who do you guys use for your payroll? And, you know, that's something that a lot of people won't do. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good, right? If you call someone and they hang up, a lot of the times I will call right back. Hey, I lost you. You know, that's something that is uncomfortable as well. You're, you're dealing with things that are uncomfortable to a lot of people. Uh, but the, the key in sales is I feel like developing your style. Everyone's going to have a style. And when, when you break down what sales is, you know, you need to discover a need or someone has a need and you're providing that solution. And what I kind of stick to in the way I do it is four key points. So the first one is to relate. You have to find a way to relate to someone, right? If I'm talking to, to Ben Fagan and I'm trying to, to, to relate to him, maybe that topic is college baseball. We establish some sort of relationship and you're building trust. The second thing is to develop. You want to develop whatever that need is that that person potentially has. So you're talking to them and you're asking open-ended questions. You're kind of discovering what their pain points are per, per se. Um, the third key point is to advocate. So instead of being a, a used car salesman where it's like, Ben, you need to buy this. You need to buy this. If you do those first two steps properly to the, the relate and the develop, you've built some trust with this customer or person that you're trying to sell. So at this point, they should trust you. And now you're being an advocate for whatever that problem is. Ben, this is really going to help your business and help you. And here's why. Right. And then the last step is the support. So after the fact that you've sold someone, you want to make sure that you support them because you have no idea what that person could open up for you, whether it's getting you into a new account, maybe they open another business, maybe they come back as a repeat customer. That's what, you know, it's all about. So I think if you kind of figure out what your style is, as well as you are not afraid to put yourself in uncomfortable positions, you're going to be a good salesperson. I think you answered a question that came up earlier is, is I talked with this about Rigo on a previous episode, who's in sales with real estate and talking to him about how you go about selling in, in not a sleazy way. Cause I think sales gets that bad rep, um, in, in many aspects. Um, and I think you hit on it, uh, or a big portion of it is selling, you know, within your voice and within your style. Uh, and is there anything that you would add to that? And then also, how did you come across or, you know, arrive upon your voice and your style within the sales realm? What I say to that question is, you know, you need to get your reps in, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you're a baseball player and you're in the, the cage and you're hitting a thousand balls every single day you're going to tweak your swing and try to do different things. You start fouling off balls and, you know, Hey, maybe I need to get more out in front of it. Same thing with sales. You know, my first job, um, you know, a transactional sales job, kind of like an entry level sales job. I was doing thousands of, you know, calls over the phone in person and through success and failure, you know, you realize what is that kind of sweet spot, right. And how you develop your own style and kind of things that you need to do. And a lot of the times, you know, you're, you're thinking of things outside of the box. It's not like, hey, this is how you sell, A, B, C. And a lot of companies that you get into, you know, kind of corporate level companies will, you know, pitch you that stuff. But at the end of the day, take things that you might learn, take things that what your company's trying to teach you, something you experienced in real life, and you kind of blend it all together and you can kind of find your uh, rhythm and what kind of uh, style works for you. And I think that just takes time with activity, you know, just like you get into the cage or look at your, um, you know, swing on video, 
get out there, do it. Don't be afraid to jump right in instead of waiting back and, you know, I'm going to take my time. No, just jump right in and do it. And when you put in that activity, you're going to find out what works for you and, and how you what your style is. Got, got to get the dry hacks in. No exactly. Time. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All sales, get those reps in. I love it. I love it. So uh, as we're headed towards the end of this wonderful conversation here, what is next? What is in the future for Ryan Donovan here? What's the, what are we working towards? So one thing is, you know, once you get in your career, you really don't know what's going to happen right? The, the, the goal is to find a, a company that is a good culture fit, that there's that upward mo mobility where you could try to, you know, keep on climbing the ranks or, or become a manager one day. Um, and my kind of goals, I, I would say, is just to keep on being su su successful in my role, keep on doing well, um, you know, maybe become some sort of manager or kind of move up the line. Uh, but as well as you know, be able to, to do well enough in my job, or maybe I can do something later on in my life where, you know, maybe it's opening up a baseball facility or starting my own business or doing something along those lines. But, you know, it's, it's key to stay open-minded. It's really hard to, um, you know, obviously, you know, maybe my dream job and maybe your dream job would be to become a general manager of a sports team or, uh, you know, to, to, to do something in sports or whatnot. But, Stuff like that is, as we know, extremely hard to come across. So it helps keeping an open mind. You might, you might get a job where you thought in a million years, I never thought I would do this. You know, after when I worked for um, ADP, I worked for a ro robotic surgery company. I was actually in the operating room in hospitals in New York City, working with surgeons where they're being operated on by, by a robot. And I never thought in a million years that I would be doing that but that's just kind of what my path took me down. So I, I think it helps staying open-minded um, and you know, have, having an open mind when it comes to what can come in the future. Beautiful. Before we cash out here, one more hard hitting question. Where are your Buffalo Bills finishing this NFL season? Well, as you could say, I got my guy, Josh Allen right there. Um, and I would say that, you know, we're gonna make a run at the Super Bowl if we could get by Kansas City um, I think that we have a good chance and I would love a shot at Tom Brady. You know, he's beaten us so many times. I've watched so many games where Tom Brady has just dominated the bills. I want the bucks back in it and give us a shot at Tom Brady. And I think Josh Allen can uh, get it done. Give us a shot. Trust in Josh Allen. There it is. So Ryan, it is that time of show where we are cashing out and you're leaving the folks at home with a little extra money for the road with your best hit, biggest piece of advice. So what do you have for us today? I would say, Ben, after a lot of thought, my biggest piece of advice to anyone, uh, you know, coming out of college is two part. Do not be afraid to get in an uncomfortable situation as well as do not be afraid to grind. And I say this because you know, like I mentioned earlier, my first job, I was knocking on doors. I was making cold calls. I was, um, you know, sending cold emails, thousands of, of phone calls. It was a hard job and it was uncomfortable at times. I really had no experience. It wasn't the perfect situation. I was a, uh, an athlete. I had, you know, no idea, you know, how to sell stuff or what I was doing. But by doing that and, you know, dedicating yourself, that opened up a door for my next job, which was another step up. Like I mentioned, I was in a working for a robotic surgery company 
in you know New York City in the operating room with people having operations done. Uh, I had to learn about engineering. I had to learn about clinical procedures. Zero background in any of that. I was grinding, studying for tests, you know, working, um, uh, you know, really hard at trying to pass them, pass my certifications, uh, and then learn how to be in the operating room. Uncomfortable situation, but by doing that well, I opened up a door for this opportunity, which is another step up. So that's kind of the way it works in in the real world. Things might not be perfect, but if you're not afraid to put yourself in an uncomfortable position and you're not afraid to grind, you're going to be able to find a path successful. I love it. I, I just want to, you know, we'll give you a stand. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. You shared a lot of wisdom and, and I know people are going to you know, get great benefit from this. So thanks so much.